Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's appraisal buzzcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe below and get notified as soon as the latest buzzcast is published. Today, we'll be speaking with Joan Trice, CEO of Altera Group, and Peter Christensen of Christensen Law Firm. We'll be discussing building your appraisal firm and the business building workshop at Valuation Expo. Joan, I'll hand it over to you. Thank you, Jim, and welcome, Peter. That's actually an interesting background. What am I looking at? Uh, that's the inside of the Santa Barbara County Courthouse um, here in Santa Barbara, where I live. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Um, it's a beautiful courthouse. It has more tourists in it than criminals. Oh, that's probably unique to any courthouse in the United States, no doubt. Now, that is pretty. So what we want to talk about today, Peter, is the business building workshop that we're going to have in at Valuation Expo at the Bellagio, uh, September 8th through the 10th. So folks, if you haven't already signed up, please do. And this workshop is sponsored by Solidify. And you're one of our key presenters on this. And I know you're going to talk about a very scintillating topic of legal and accounting. So if you want to change the title of that, Peter, go have a stab at it. Yeah, I'm hoping we can come up with something more fun than legal and accounting. <laughs> but it does describe my two majors. I was an accounting major undergrad. And of course, since I'm a lawyer, I, I did get a law degree. So it does describe me. But I think the issues that I deal with, they fascinate me all day long. And certainly when I talk about lawsuits and things like that, people do get interested in the topic because there are a lot of, of lawsuits out there that are really interesting. Um, all kinds of things happen, of course, when people get sued. Uh, but more, this is not, this presentation is not so much about lawsuits and liability. It's really more about building your business. So uh, there's like, I think there's like five things that we're really going to talk about. And these are questions that I get all day long from appraisers who are popping emails into me from across the country. Uh, and so it starts with like, what kind of uh, building, what kind of business entity, if I'm building an appraisal firm? Should I have, should I stay as a sole proprietor or should I form an LLC, a limited liability company, or should I incorporate? Uh, these are like the basics of people talk about when starting a business. And so I'll talk about those considerations and even some of the tax considerations that have to do with that. And then, then we'll talk about employee staffing, employees versus contractors, a hot topic of contractor agreements. Can you treat Basically, staff appraisers as independent contractors, that's been a hot button for the last couple of years. And then I'll talk about some aspects of actually doing the work, not just lending work, but also, I think, importantly, non-lending work, because this amazing uh, mortgage cycle of, biz of appraisers being flooded with mortgage work, it's at some point in time it's probably going to cycle down a bit. And at that point, I think a lot of appraisers will again be asking themselves, what about that non-lending work? How do I get that? Should, should I prepare in order to do that better? And a key part of that is I'll, I'll be discussing and, and actually handing out uh, some uh, really good basic engagement agreements for different types of services. And then uh, I will talk, you know, this is probably, admittedly, the most boring part of it. I will talk maybe for five minutes at the expo on insurance. So E&O, you have the right E&O for a firm versus a sole proprietor. 
Uh, should you look at general liability or these days, should you consider cyber insurance? How much does cyber insurance cost? And then, then I'll end with something that I've written about uh, a few times already. I've written a couple articles about it. And it whether your business is small or very, very large, I'll talk about exiting your business. Can you sell an appraisal? Firm? Wow, that's a fascinating topic, especially given the demographics of the appraiser population and the age is, yeah, is our is there value to your firm? And then what do you have to be, have in place to make your business uh, attractive to others to purchase? That's, yeah, exactly. I think that's and really critical. I think there is, you know, I, I mean, some of the points are obvious. It's, it would be, it's obviously difficult to sell an appraisal firm if your only business is being a sole solo appraiser doing work for appraisal management companies, because then you don't really own a lot of business to sell. But even in that model, there's room for exiting your business with maybe a small sale. If you're going to sell your business to, say, a trainee, you could train the person who buys your business. But when we talk about selling firms, we're usually thinking about firms that have five or more appraisers in them. Mm -hmm. And right now in this market, especially on the commercial side, but I think there's room for growth in this on the residential side. On the commercial side, small commercial firms are really selling for, for top dollar and actually fueling those appraisers' retirements. And so I'm working on a couple of deals right now. I think there's a lot of expansion, though, across the board for selling appraisal firms and coming up with better exit strategies for appraisers in the future. I think that's fascinating. Well, let's do this. Let's break for a commercial message. And when we come back, I have a few questions for you. In uncertain times, you need a certain partner. You don't have to sacrifice top-notch coverage for an affordable premium. Intercorp has all the options and is sure to have just the right one to fit your specific needs. They provide the appraisal profession with competitive best-in-class E&O coverage solutions nationwide. Having served the insurance needs of the industry for more than 25 years, Intercorp understands the risks you face every day. Whether you're an individual appraiser, appraisal firm, residential or commercial, or an AMC, visit intercorpinc.net to get a competitive quote today. Joan, back to you. Thank you, Jim. So, Peter, you know, I think one of the biggest confusions I see under the legal accounting uh, moniker is that I and I read it in social media, you know, almost daily about, hey, I want to hire a trainee. Are they an employee or are they an independent contractor? And then the follow-up question to that is, and should I have a non-compete in place because I don't want to train my competitor? How are those all interwoven and what what are some of the things that an appraiser should consider? Well, if you're hiring a trainee, it is the choice of whether that trainee is your employee or a contractor. I mean, if you look at the IRS tests and also most state, state law level tests, it's very difficult to justify treating a trainee as an independent contractor. And this, um, and this is something we'll cover in more detail in the session right. at, at the expo. But you know, the fundamental problem there is that an independent contractor under almost 
any test for whether you can treat someone as a contractor or you have to treat them as an employee. They really have to have an independent ability to carry on a business of their own. They have to be actually an independent business in many ways. And so it's really hard. I'm kind of cagey in my words here saying it's really hard. I mean, because so many appraisers do that. And so, you know, I might be in a a spot where I have to defend an appraiser who's treated a trainee as a contractor. So I'm saying it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying it's outright illegal, but it is hard. It's very, very difficult to legally justify treating a trainee as an independent contractor because they're not engaged in an independent business from the supervisor who's training them. The trainee cannot go really practically speaking, go hold out their own appraisal shingle and start getting independent appraisal work of their own, independent of a, of a supervisor. So, so that, that is a key consideration. Now, at the Expo, I'll talk about the real world risks and what, what appraisers do in the real world and maybe how they deal with some of those risks. Uh, but then your second question was, well, non-competes. Now, can you have an independent contractor sign a non-compete? Isn't that sort of... If, if, you, if you do that and the IRS sees that somehow, you've basically just killed any yeah, possibility right. of, of... the independence, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. can't... You effectively, no. You, under any independent contractor test, to say that your independent contractor, this trainee, can not for, say, a period of two years after leaving the relationship with you, go do appraisal work, you've just destroyed any hope of defending that as an independent contracting relationship. So that non-competes and independent contractors do not work together. There's also problems in general with non-competes. But if you are talking about an employee a non-competition agreement. And so just so we're clear, what we're talking about is we're talking about an employer has their employee sign an agreement that says, after I leave your employment, and a typical period might be two years, I won't work as an appraiser in maybe usually would say within a certain geographic area. It could say for certain clients, there could be different limitations on it that make it somewhat reasonable. So it's, you know, non-compete is going to prohibit this employee of yours from competing against you after they've left your employment and also during the employment. And so is that enforceable under most states' laws? Yeah, agreements like that are enforceable under most states' laws. Um, Now, there are some exceptions, and California being a big one would not work at all. Um, But in most states, they are enforceable as long as the limitations are reasonable. So again, something we'll go into a little bit more in detail at the Expo. Now, this is not just a small firm appraiser issue. This is a Non-competes are very frequently signed by an employee appraisers at large appraisal firms. So the appraisal firms that have 50 and uh, 50 plus employees or large AMCs, they frequently have their uh, employee appraisers and other employees sign non-competes, non-compete agreements. And there are several cases right now where those businesses are seeking to enforce those non-competes against their former employees. And they can be really... Um, very, very difficult to deal with as an employee because they can really restrict your ability to make a living. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Jim, you want to 
have another commercial message for us? Yeah, thank you, Joan. Appraisers, when was the last time you wanted to work more for less money? The appraisal industry is headed that way. You have to do more for the same money, and now you have less time for yourself. Datamaster can change that. With their easy-to-use software, Datamaster lets you spend more time analyzing and less time typing. Plus, you get more information than the other data import products. Head to www.datamasterusa.com slash buzz for more information and to learn how you can save an hour per report. Thank you, Jim. So, Peter... I know not only just mentioning legal and accounting, you know, it makes people's eyes glaze over. And but, well, Joan, we're going to change the title of my session, right? Not, we're not. We're, <laughs> I know it's currently titled legal and accounting, but we're going to come. We're going to have to make it hotter. sexier. All right. Well, I'll leave that to you, Peter. I, I want our audience to realize that. The point here is just not compliance for compliance sake. It's actually to, to help them save money and make money because aren't there really some, if they set up their entity properly, aren't they A, shielding themselves from liability and B, maybe setting themselves up for some uh, tax implications that can save them money? It's possible on the tax side to save a for a small bit of savings but i think the the main reason that appraisers think about having an llc or a corporation for their appraisal firm is the liability aspect that you brought up and so but then you know there's this thing and i frequently talk about it when you sign an appraisal report as an appraiser uh, you're still you're responsible for your own professional work, so you can always be held liable for appraisals you do yourself. But where this LLC or corporate form of business becomes so important is the moment you hire an employee, or the moment you have another appraiser, whether they're a contractor or an employee working for you. Because if you don't have an LLC or a corporation at that point in time, now you could be personally liable for that other appraiser's work as the owner of the business. That's where it becomes absolutely key. And so that that's a key reason for setting up an LLC or corporation. But then secondly, it does it can make exiting that business, which we, we talked about earlier, a bit business, if, a bit easier. If you're going to be selling a business down the road, or maybe you're going to business with several appraisers in the future, it's going to make it a lot easier to, to pursue those kinds of options. If you have an LLC or a corporation, I've left out partnerships because those aren't that useful in, in this context. They're not as useful in general as corporations and, and LLCs. Gotcha. Okay. Well, fantastic. So, Peter, in closing, tell us why an appraiser should attend this session and what would should they walk away with? Well, as far as my part of the session, because there's four other presenters, um, I think what appraisers will walk away from in my session is is real tools that they can use to work on their business, to make their business more profitable, to enable them to make more money, frankly, but to do it safely and to do it correctly, to do it with a possible exit strategy in mind. Uh, so those are the, like, the key takeaways that appraisers will get out of my session. And then, so it, it's really about working 
on your business rather than in your business, rather than just getting the appraisal work done. The session, I think, is more about how do we make your business better, stronger, healthier. And is one of the ways uh, diversifying? I think you'd alluded to that earlier. I mean, and then that sort of feeds into the uh, whole retirement thing. Yeah. The best way to make money, as as I recall, was to grow that firm. That's right. I mean, like I, I work for appraisal firms of all kinds from I work for sole proprietors to the largest firms and AMCs in the country. So I, I see where appraisers are making money and the appraisers who are doing the, the best financially that I see are appraisers who have taken that next step. There are two real two, two ways it, when you're doing appraising. It's to take that next step and become a small firm and have staff members doing appraisals for your business. That, that kind of model is coming back. I'm seeing that more and more of appraisers calling me at least once a week now. Hey, I want to take my business to the next le- level. I'm going to hire some staff. That old that model is coming back again. And those appraisers who are kind of on that wave are doing very well economically in their businesses because now they they have a bit of leverage to their business and then there are some appraisers who elevate that business even further and of course they have grand exits when they sell their business but then the other way I, I see appraisers doing very well economically uh, is with non-lending work this takes a special skill set no not every appraiser can be for example a highly sought after expert witness but there are appraisers out there, who are charging in excess of $900 an hour as expert witnesses. Now, that's at the very top, of course, of expert witness work. But most appraisers who engage in courtroom work are charging two to three, $350 per hour. So even if you're working alone, that is you know, an incredibly economically beneficial uh, business and something that you can do even as you get older, very comfortably, if you become a recognized expert among your courts. So those those are like the, the ways that I'm personally observing appraisers doing very well with the appraisal business. Excellent. Well, Peter, thank you. And it sounds like an awesome session in spite of you thinking that the title is uh, is tall. So thank you very much. And I will see you in Las Vegas. All right. Thanks, Joan. Thank you. Thanks, Joan. Thanks, Peter. That, that We really are excited for Las Vegas. And Peter, you're always great to have on the Buzzcast. So we appreciate your time again. Um, appraisers, if you have any ideas for a future Buzzcast or would like to be interviewed, reach out to us at info at appraisalbuzz.com. And we can't wait to see all of you at Valuation Expo at Las Vegas at the Bellagio. Uh, September 8th through the 10th. Have a great day.